Purple Jugs. My name is Sam. Paul. And our brand new guest. My name is Aaron. Aaron Schwarzy. Schwarzy. The man himself. The Schwarzy man. Which episode is this? Is this three? Four? Four? Three, four? Twelve? Four. It is four. Yeah, because us, Logan, TC Pros. Aaron. No, Aaron. Dude, I'm honored. I know because I went back and listened to some of our old episodes and I realized even in the first one we didn't even introduce ourselves ever. Oh, well, that is pretty interesting. I feel like we've said our names before, but we've never like identified our own voices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so episode four, you finally know who we are. Yeah, so I'm Sam and my name's Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Paul. <laughs> That is actually really funny. That, I hope that adds some clarification too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Aaron, tell us a little bit about yourself. A little quick intro, then we'll get into all the fun stuff. I mean, my Instagram tags, Aaron from Idaho. That pretty much sums up my personality right there. <laughs> There's another Instagram that I want to talk about eventually. During the oh, podcast. we we can get to that. Um, <laughs> No, I, I love backpacking and being outside. I spend most of my time backpacking. Climbing is more of like a secondary hobby for this guy, but the people here are great, and I spend a lot of time here. Yeah, right before we started, I was just saying that I don't think I've ever seen Aaron climb in the gym. I'm like racking my brain. <laughs> I mean, I'm guilty. There have been many nights I show up and I just like hang out, and then I'm like, oh, we're closed. Time to go home. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to get into the gym sometimes and actually get your workout done. I think this the social game is is great, but it gets in the way at times. Very social place. Yeah. Usually one of the most social gyms that I've been to. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, it is a lot smaller than others as well, but. I think the community is a little bit more outgoing than other other areas. Usually climbers are pretty seclusive. Yeah, I feel like whenever I go to another gym, it's the demographic is pretty different too. It, it's mostly like people nearing... They're, they're either like super young, 18, 19, 20, or they're like 30 plus. There's no real in-between. And here it's mostly like 22, 23. There's a lot of like introductory people too, so it's easier to like step in. You're not surrounded by people climbing five twelve for the entire duration of the time. Yeah, I, I feel true. like it's easier to slide into a group. Mm -hmm. Definitely not easier. Perks of a college town. That's true. <laughs> we all suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, um, the level of climbers that we have compared to other gyms is probably a little lower, but that's okay because our community is better. So suck it. <laughs> Oof. Well, besides climbing, I'm a student, so I fill my life working in students, print envelopes every day, do that for work, pay the bills. I love nice gear, so I keep spending all my money. Because <laughs> you're ultra light backpacking, right? I'm getting there. We're working on it. What's your base weight down to? I knew you guys would ask. In fact, I actually went through and I double checked before I got here because I was like, I'm, <laughs> it's a different program, but pretty similar. Um, <laughs> it's about 14. Wow. So technically 14. ultra light, you're supposed to be 10 and under, but. What's your gear list? I carry, I just have an Osprey pack. That's next on my list to fix. I'm going, I've, Base weight has to be low enough before you go to an ultralight backpack for it to actually compensate and work. So mm. we're doing that next. But I have Big Agnes tent that I love, and then Big Agnes sleeping bag. I also have a quilt that I use when equipment quilt. So it depends on the season. What do you use for tent? It's a Big Agnes copper spur two-person tent. So quick fit you and your bag. I mean, I'm 6'2", so like even in that two-person tent, when I lay down, like the bottom of my sleeping bag still touches one side, and then like pretty close to the other side. So you get a lot of condensation buildup, so 
Um, I wouldn't go any smaller. You go the diagonal at times. I also like to be able to sit up in it if you're somewhere crappy and the storm breaks and it's raining and you have to spend the day in your tent. I want to be able to sit up. Exactly. That's a that's why I'm not huge into bivvies because I like, <laughs> I get it, but I would like to sit up. I heard them described as a coffin for the living. <laughs> I don't think that's I could do perfect. a bivvy. I don't think I could do it. The only reason I have my bivvy is because it has that pole at the front of it. So oh, okay, yeah. Out. I cannot do like a normal bivvy sack. Like I can't just do a straight sack. You're just in a tarp that's sewn into a sleeping bag shape. <laughs> And it, it just lays on your face while you sleep, and it drives me insane. You know, like that condensation, yep. like right there from your breath, yeah, and it's like, oh. I've never used one, though, so I mean, not my favorite. Sam's just our, our new reigning expert on the bivvies. <laughs> <laughs> the authority on bivvies. They have their place, but... I, I like real tents. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I have both. I usually only use bivvies in really dry climates because it's easy to pack in. I don't have to cover my face at all. It's a little protection from the rain if something happens. But besides that, I usually take it down. Way less, pack down smaller. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's probably a big factor with the ultralight is packability as well. Yeah, my tent's one of my heaviest things that I carry, so it's like a third. Just <laughs> it's about three pounds, so it's not quite there, but each of my big three all weigh about three pounds, so. So you got your tent, you got your bag, and you said you had a big Agnes tag? I have a lot of big Agnes tents. So, like, my pack's just an Osprey Kestrel. It's just a 42-liter pack. I've never needed anything bigger. Um, yeah, sleeping bag. I have a big Agnes sleeping bag that I use, but it uses their sleeping system. I don't know if you ever used, like, their pad sleeping no, bag, sleeping combination. It uses that, and it's a zero-degree bag. So I only use it some of the time. It's oh. really warm. But I use an enlightened equipment quilt. Quilt. Quilts are the way to go. Interesting. So, I don't know. Other gear I have, I don't know what I used to specifically. My stove, it's a little... Oh, I forgot the brand of my stove. It's an MSR pocket rocket. Oh, nice. So, nice. Just a classic, lightweight, super small, reliable stove. So, everything else is pretty standard. I don't know. <laughs> it's just backpacking gear. Typical lightweight. Well, besides the gear, I guess you got places to go. Yeah, so last year I did the Sawtooths. I spent, did about 70 miles in the Sawtooths, and that was fun. Kind of scratched a, a long-distance backpacking inch, but built a bigger one. So I plan on doing the Uintas this year. There's a high line route there that's about 100 miles. So I'm going to wow. do that. And then there's a similar one in the Wind River Range. So those are the two big ones I have planned this year. Man, so... So with doing ultralight backpacking, you've got to have some like through hiking ambition. Yeah. Yep. Um, first one I want to do, I want to do the Idaho Centennial Trail. Okay. Ooh. I was going to do it this year, but I'm not done with school yet. So <laughs> I had to promise myself finish school and then you can go and do whatever, whatever hike you want. So we'll do that next summer, but it's a little technical, a little weird, hard to resupply. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's a, lot to learn before you do it you can't just hop on it and like resupply trail towns you have to like fly stuff in little airplanes to random branches and the cellways and huh so maybe you end up doing something different in prep preparation for that or getting experience for that Mm, that's part of why i want to do the two 100 mile trips this summer so i can kind of make sure that the gear that i use and gear i like is something i can use for a thousand mile trip (laughs) in the wilderness Idaho's rough on things. You can't use like standard ultralight gear. You have to, it has to be pretty durable. A lot of it's bushwhacking trails and it's supposed to be Jeez. a wilderness experience, is I think is how I saw it described on someone's YouTube <laughs> video once. Man. So, I guess, um, so you have the Idaho Centennial Trail. Where does it start? Where does it end? Um,. I mean, besides the Idaho-Nevada border and in Canada, there's a small town just south of Twin Falls, just a little more to the west, and starts down there. I don't remember what it's called. The Almo? Kind of... It's out in that area. By City of Rocks? Kinda. Yeah, there's a couple of different starting points. One's just... The desert down there is terrible. And so one starts <laughs> just smack dab in the middle, and then there's one that starts kind of more in a mountainous area with a little more trees. 
I'm assuming that's where you that, prefer to go. <laughs> yep. Weather dependent. It's hard because like the distance between the border and the sawtooth isn't too far, mm -hmm. and you go from hitting like 90 degrees summer times in Idaho to like still having snow in the sawtooth. So all depends on what. A lot of people decide two weeks before they start exactly which one they want to start and what gear they're gonna bring because it changes quick. Wow. Jeez. Where does that one come out? Um, you go through Coeur d'Alene and, I don't know, Panhandle Idaho is not very wide, so it pops out up there. Okay. Wow. thousand miles. Yeah, I think it might. I think it's a little more. I don't know. What's uh, your timeline on it? What are you planning to put in? I haven't spent a lot of time basing timelines on it because it's, it's so weird because you have to, kind of like I threw out earlier, you have the desert and then you go through Satis and it can still be snow and then there's a huge portion that goes through both the Frank Church and Selway, really remote wilderness areas. They get a lot of fires in the summer and so sometimes people end up waiting to finish things and so kind of wait until the summer that I do it comes around. I'm just open to whatever timeline I need to get it done. Nice. Just don't work. Yeah, I'll be yeah that's the plan. I plan on taking Whenever. that entire summer. <laughs> and probably quitting work. So Woo. hopefully you don't listen to this podcast. Nah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, I'm gonna make sure not to send it to the Arco. Thanks. No, no, not an affiliate. I need that job. <laughs> Can't work no. here. Gotta work there. Yeah, that's true. We get paid better. You definitely get paid better at Arco than, than the gym. Dude, these Patagonia baggies don't buy themselves. <laughs> Is that your main? I wear them like all the time. <laughs> I saw you get out of your truck when we pulled it's up. It's like four gym. degrees outside. <laughs> show up at work in them. Get your calves out. Yeah. Got to show them off. So Sam and I are sitting here with like pants and, and jackets, and Aaron's got like his, his baggies. <laughs> And a vest on. <laughs> With a t-shirt. Dude. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's Two the beard, the beard, the hair keeps you warm. I was going to say, that definitely keeps your neck a little it does. bit more insulated. It's terrible. Yeah. Paul's eyeing that drink. Oh, yeah. This time, uh, we tried something new. I don't think any of us have had it before. Honey cream. Honey cream Americana drinkness. Handcrafted. Handcrafted. Brought this, this episode is brought to you by Americana Honey Cream Soda. What? It smells like bubble gum. So I was thinking. Oof. I don't think I would buy it twice. <laughs> it kind of tastes like bubble gum. This episode is no longer sponsored by Handcrafted. <laughs> Great. Let's find a better sponsor. <laughs> Cliff Bars. Can't, it's brought can't to you by Cliff Bars. <laughs> the one thing that is truly indestructible and will last forever in your forgotten corner of your bag that you will one day need and will serve you well. They change shape sometimes, but that's about it. Right, they get smashed up into that little, like, <laughs> oval like kind of. Yeah, it's like a little turd looking thing. Yeah. But it works. Tastes good. Favorite flavor? Favorite flavor of a Cliff Bar. I don't know. Oatmeal raisin. I actually really like that one too. Like There's also a trail mix one. It, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It just says trail mix. I'm like, yeah, I really like that. What about you, Aaron? Probably white chocolate, Ooh. macadamia. Uh, macadamia, that's really good. Our cliff bar is part of the pack for for the trips. What's what's the food source look like? Oh man. I don't Sometimes I just like on the way out swing by a grocery store and I'm like, let's last in a backpack for four days, sure, and I throw it in. Um, Here's my salami log. <laughs> I've never actually done that. Cheese wheel. I do pretty much every meal. I always have like an actual backpacking meal for dinner nice. because they're packed full of enough calories that it's easy to hit the amount you need. Mm. I do a lot of mashed potato packets. like. The chicken cubes, you know, they come in those little like vacuum pack. Yes. Uh, I just bring those and dump that in with the chicken packet. Mashed potatoes. Nice. I don't know. Eat whatever. Doesn't sound bad. I eat like Cliff Bars for breakfast until I'm not hungry anymore, and 
get wrecked every now and then. <laughs> Standard backpacking life there. Well, this lasted my back for four weeks. I brought five days worth of food on my sawtooth trip. I, I did it in three days. I had a ton of food left over, and I just like ate that whenever my backpacking food. So, I know this story, but for the sake of everyone else, why did your five-day trip only take three days? Um, one, because I'm dumb. <laughs> I do a lot of solo trips, and I this year I'm going to buy Garmin and InReach so mm -hmm. I can actually like be safe when I do these stupid things but we've we've preached about this a little bit yeah. <laughs> the weather was okay when I left and it was great for two days and I did high mileage anyway so my first two days I did about 20 miles a day nice so I was gonna spend two days to do the last piece so I can enjoy the sawtooth once I got far enough in that there weren't I don't know random People. Californians hanging out in Idaho. I and understand then, that. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> but I, I went over this summit and this guy's like, did you see the storm for tomorrow? <laughs> it was like in the morning, probably like 10 o'clock, just mind my own business. And I was like, no, I did not. And he's like, so he showed me on his inReach the weather forecast and it was pretty gnarly. So we did 32 miles. Oh, so you ended up hiking with him. No, but he was going the other direction. Oh, okay. My car was 32 miles the other direction. So, so you ended up going back that night? Yep, so I just finished it out. Jeez. Still hiked in a storm. That was terrible. <laughs> Don't wear a Gore-Tex when you backpack. <laughs> 32 miles killed my feet anyway. And then there's so much brush and grass along the trail that it just ran down my, my legs because there's no pants on because I have baggies all the time <laughs> they just filled my tx4s full of water like there's just like a like a pot full of water with my foot in it and i had to dump the water out and wring my socks out like four times <laughs> terrible get some gators <laughs> well i prefaced that's the story it. with i was dumb and that's why <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry it's not, <laughs> it's not ultralight it was a good trip though but the, I almost got a trail name from these people who like travel the world and they were almost. in Patagonia like, like two weeks before I met them. What prohibited them from giving you a trail? Yeah, what, what was, was it almost? Backpacking food. I was like, my gut was killing me from whatever I ate the day before and I was like, I'm going to keep walking. And I just kind of went off in the woods and died for a little while. It was terrible. Wait, so how did they how did they see you, meet you? There's a really long so the Sawtooth Wilderness Loop is literally just like down a pass to a lake, up a pass, down a pass to a lake. And so there's just a bunch of us working our way up this trail. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, I gotta poop. Whole way. And then we're sitting there at the top and they're like, Wow, are you doing this all by yourself? All these like random old lady things. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, I got a poop. And they were like, <laughs> wanted to talk. And I was like, I got a lot of miles to do today. And just came up with some stupid excuse and just destroyed the woods. Dang. But they're like, we need to give you a name. Yeah, I never got it. Dang. They, they said they're going to think about it. Yeah, there's probably one out there for me. Bunch of badass ladies from who knows where <laughs> have a name for me. So are they like from the U.S.? Or? I, they're from all over. A couple of them from they like have from like Europe. Accents like oh, everyone's so cute. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally from all over. I have no idea how they met. That's pretty sweet. There's four of them. Oh, goals. No, they're game. they're eight or nine. Oh yeah, that's like when I get old, I just want to find an international group of people and just be like, hey, you want to go backpack Patagonia? How about sawtooths? That'd be okay. Hey, That'd be sweet. If I get a call thirty from years from now, years, let's do it. I'd say yeah. Yeah, let's go to Patagonia. Let's, go to, let's find other random solo hikers and give them backpack names. Let's do it in honor. <laughs> in honor of my Miss Trail name. Something you know what? That's what I'm gonna start doing. Is I'm just gonna tell people that I've done things and then start giving them trail names. I wonder if that's what they did. <laughs> it's just nine ways like, Oh, he looks really into this. What's gonna impress him? We just Patagonia. We went to Patagonia. <laughs> Tori Yeager and yeah, you're you're now Switchblade. That's your trail name now. <laughs> Three thousand feet of vertical elevation. They're like, we should just mess with this kid. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Bread Love. This is Saddlebags. 
<laughs> not Switchblade. <laughs> Goals. Oh my goodness. I'm done. Let's do it. Let's go out and bluff some random kid we meet. Patagonia. Like, yeah, we've been everywhere. It's, it's spectacular. Your name's not Brian. It's your mountain name. Just like, go, start creating just files of pictures you find on like Google Images or something. But yeah, dude, look, it was crazy. <laughs> Gotta get a Pinterest account. Just keep them all. <laughs> You're just scrolling. It's like a bunch of diners, drive-ins, and dines from like FBR. Yeah, <laughs> we've been everywhere. Look at this. He's like, yeah, I've heard of that. And, and that, and, wait a second. Like, dude, you wouldn't even believe how much it costs to travel, but it's so worth it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> We're like a week out of our jobs or something. Just took a week off. <laughs> that. Yep. It doesn't take Probably a lot of time a week to collect in. a bunch of pictures. I'll take an evening. Like yeah, 20 minutes. And a lifetime <laughs> in half an hour. <laughs> Look, it's believable. You just have to keep a straight face. Yeah, you can't lose it. You gotta preach to them. You just have to, like, find some photos and just make sure they're not great. Yeah. Just crappy, grainy photos from somewhere. I mean, if you if you go on, like, all, like an all trails or something like that, find someone's crappy picture. Done. That or something like travel blog. Right? <laughs> yeah, this is my blog. Like, that's not even you in the picture. Dude, if you're in the right place, they can't double check you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> They're nice solo service for the rest of the day. No, I just want to get someone super stoked, like, whoa, that's so sick. Start asking me a bunch of questions, I just keep lying. Make then, like, all of a sudden, just go, yeah, dude, I'm just, I'm just taking your chain. Just totally just pop that bubble. <laughs> Anyways, have a good day. <laughs> Like, that's dude, be doing a service, solo backpack, you got lots of time to think. Give him some ponder for the rest of the day. What what thoughts have, have you solved any problems or world issues while you're out there alone? Cured cancer or what, um, whatnot? Oh, definitely not. I don't think I've ever, like, progressed while backpacking <laughs> in the mental aspect. I mean, I just, just walk. You're like, wow, that's a beautiful mountain. Wow, look, a mushroom. Like, I don't know. Back to that mountain. <laughs> exactly. You're like, you're like, oh, that's 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 a long ways up. Oh, I have to go up that. And then you just kind of suffer in your mind for a while. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I've ever had any big breakthroughs. You just kind of walk. No self-realizations? I think you realize he really likes it. The, yeah. I think like I like it because I don't have to, like, worry about stuff while I do it. So, like... I purposely try not to stress over stuff when I'm backpacking because I can just enjoy being in the middle of nowhere with no work or school or cell service. <laughs> or people. Or people. Especially people. I'm a fan of that. I don't like people. People suck. That's like my least favorite part of the trail when you like come to another trailhead that's close, like within five miles of, miles of the trail you're on. It's just packed full of people. And you're like, okay. Just gotta get away from here. As soon as you hit like the five mile mark, they disappear again. You're like, okay, we're good. <laughs> five mile mark. They're setting up tents and stuff. <laughs> You're like, all right, well, my side's 20 miles further down the road. <laughs> Until I see another person and then that 20 miles resets. <laughs> <laughs> I plan on being at least 80 miles from any person that I need. I just imagine, I imagine uh, Aaron like meeting all these people and it's like in Parks and Rec where Ron Swanson's in like Lowe's or Home Depot or something. So when I ask him if he needs help, he's like, I, I know more than you. And <laughs> <laughs> just keeps going. Hey, how you doing? Where are you going? I know more than you. Bye. <laughs> 20 miles later. <laughs> I wish that was true. Yeah. I know more than you. Uh, so if you would have started out with the nine ladies, that, that you would have never had an issue. You true. probably would have got a name and some numbers. They would have, yeah, they definitely called you a name. I would have, they would have been sugar mamas. They're all pretty old. Hey, no shame in that. I'm down. They can pay for me to hike. <laughs> Follow them around. Yeah. They'll take you to Patagonia. Dude, they went to Patagonia. Yeah, I was like, let's just go back to Patagonia. Take me with. Next, Switzerland. <laughs> 
can't think of any other like international trails that I like really want to do besides Patagonia. So of all the trails you've done, they're all in Idaho. No, some have been in Utah, but all like the long ones have been in Idaho. Most of my overnights are in Idaho. I don't know. You only have so much time between school and work. I do a lot of overnights around here. True. And there's a lot of dope places. You could backpack, single night backpacks all year in Idaho and not get bored. Not get bored. You'll have to recommend us your favorite trails without exposing it to the public too often. But I mean, yeah, because we don't don't do that. We don't geotag locations. None of that. Don't do that crap. If you're listening, we don't care about your Instagram. Don't post it. Don't post stuff. If I see it, I won't share with you ever. Yep. It, it says something about who you are. Just uh, let's keep Idaho quiet, unknown. You want more California too? They, they're already moving in droves. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons to geotagging them. That's like a conversation you could have forever. But I don't, I don't think I don't think posting on social media is super valid. But maybe like on like a forum. I'm, yeah, I'm guilty of using them though. There's been a few trails where like I wasn't sure if snow has cleared up or not enough, and you can geo like enough people geotag it's a statement i don't ever want to say again then it it helps because you can actually look it up on instagram like oh this guy hiked it two days ago and it was like perfectly clear and the bridge wasn't blown out or so <laughs> well it's different because i mean obviously you're probably using like a gps map or something sort of uh of that a general idea i'm like what comes to mind is like all trails on some of their maps they have like points where people have gone Bridge is here. Mm-hmm. Path is here. Don't miss this. Blah blah blah. Like I think those things are are okay. It's it's like um, mountain project and a lot of ways. People tell you the rack beta and things. And that's not like obnoxious, but it's when you go out and go, wow, look at all this really cool stuff. Whole entire world. Now go flood it and make it trashy because you don't know how to treat the outdoors. <laughs> like gold bug. Yeah, I was literally about to say gold bug. You can't go there without being swarmed by the rest of Rexburg. Nope. Why you go in the middle of the night on a weekday? <laughs> Done that. I left Every after Saturday. work once at like three. Got there at like I don't know six, nine. seven. Yeah, I stopped in Stanley. No, okay. what's that town? Salmon. Hung out in Salmon for a while until it got dark. Then and people would leave, and then I went to Goldbug and soaked for three hours. Drove home. That night? Went to work. Wow. Yeah, I was going to camp in my car, and then there's a sign that said, like, no camping at trailheads, and I was like... Well, it's, like, on a private road, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, well, at this point, I might as well just drive home. If you look at the land, the trail, like, skims some dude's it, like, property cuts, the entire way. Yeah, there's, like, a short piece that it cuts through their property. Yep. Well... Thank you, sir. Cool for the guy for letting that happen. Yeah, so stop geotagging and clean up your crap so that way he doesn't kick us all out. Right? <laughs> well, clean, that's another thing is clean up your crap. I feel like more and more often I, I go out and do things and I just see trash and and people's poop everywhere. I'm just like, you got to fix that. I, and I, I think that's why they're starting to do all these, like, um, you need to get like backcountry, more and more backcountry permitting and even just getting into parks being permitted because people are dirty. <laughs> yeah, I'm pro permits all yeah. day long. I, I like um, residents of the general area to have a higher percent chance of getting mm-hmm. those permits. You don't like finding a campsite and then pitching your tent and realizing there's like a poop pile right next to it? You exactly. Like that? Like that? No, I mean, it's actually pretty low on my list, believe it or not. <laughs> Spread you a list. Yeah, and you know, I got a list. <laughs> I, do I know what's on the list? Not really, but I can definitely tell you what's low and high on Poop it. on a trail is always, like, number one. Yeah. Well, it's top of the yeah. list. It blows my mind. We were in the Palisades. And oh, that's, like, number one, like, poop central. It, it's disgusting. It's ruined. Because people think that no one's going to wander in this clearing two feet off the trail. They're like, oh, no one's going to go here. They're like, oh, this is safe. This will be fine. Don't worry. I'm just going to lead my butt off the trail. And you talking about Upper Palisades? Like, lower and upper? Well, Maybe. it's crazy because there's even bathroom facilities there. Like, oh, at Upper really? Palisades, like, there's even places to poop. Well, that's, like, the other part of it is, like, even if even if you do go not that far off the trail, um, bury it, cover it, something. I, I mean, bag it. Who cares? Like, yeah. 
I mean, it's not that difficult. Lazy. Dumb. It's just lazy. Lazy and it ruins it. I, I think something that is kind of depressing is I always felt like my, my parents' generation were like somewhat aware. Like they always were like, leave no trace. We need to leave it better than we found it. Like every adult I ever went with out on anything, they're awesome with the outdoors. And then you look at kids in our generation and it feels like they're the ones that leave all the garbage and trash behind. It's like, is it there? Is there a lack of education? Is that the problem? And, and, and if so, how do, sense. We, how do we fix it? Because yeah. I don't want to lose this stuff. I think a lot of like the older generation like felt slightly possessive of it. Like they felt like they had a claim to it. And then nowadays we're just a lot like, oh, we're just here, like hanging out, hiking. Then we go home and it's not ours. We don't have to worry about it. But true, it is ours. And we have to take care of it. The general disrespect for something that isn't yours. Yeah, free card generation. So. I feel like it also comes from the fact, like, our parents' generation, that was like the Boy Scout era. Like, that is true. There was a lot of scouting. A lot of scouting, especially in the church. Mm-hmm. None of that really much anymore. I mean, everyone spent time outside. That was just like a way of life back then. Like, you were usually outside. And so since you were outside, especially with grandparents that like, grew up definitely outside, you were taught specific skills ethics. or random common sense or ethics that would keep parks clean yeah that's just not a thing anymore it's just sad it's like uh, to, to me i mean like jess and i had done half dome this past year and i saw trash on on that trail um all the way at, at times all the way up to half dome itself and to me it was like if you are going to like get a permit I feel like there should be some sort of like at least basic course that that's involved with it where it's like, okay, watch this 30 minute video and answer 10 questions about leave no trace and, and things like that. I mean, yeah. if you're willing to, to enter a lottery for something, I think you should be at least willing to take a course. It'll, it'll filter out the people that don't take it seriously, I feel. Exactly. Like you have to pay money to go on the side, like, okay, whatever, everyone do it. Yeah. Of course, then you run people who paid money to do it, so then they feel like other people can clean up after them because they already paid. That's true. I've seen that. Well, those douchebags shouldn't hike. <laughs> Get them out. Ban <laughs> them. Yeah, kill them all, you know. <laughs> Erase them. Uh, poor guys. Yeah, leave no trace. That's a conversation that we could have forever. That's a good conversation, though. Yeah. Even when... I mean, this past semester when I had that basic skills class, which I resented wholeheartedly. <laughs> it was like, to relate it to Boy Scouts, it's like you're going out with like the brand new 12-year-olds who've never gone anywhere before. Lesson one, and I, I'm not joking, was How to set up, up a, a tent. <laughs> set up a tent. They took us to the parking lot and they brought tents out. And they're like, okay, your grade today is if you can set this tent up. In so general? That was our grade. Did you pass? Set this tent up. No, I failed. Uh, <laughs> you, you have a baby, I wasn't sure. <laughs> You're like, hold on. Um, can I wear a blindfold and get extra credit? Because I can do that. It was It was a class for just some interesting people. And it blew my mind that the major recreation management, where these people wanted to go out and be recreation professionals, at our age, at the age of like 19 to 20, couldn't set up a tent and they were planning to go into the recreation field. They were planning to go into our state parks. They were planning to go and be tour guides at kayak companies in the Grand Canyon and they couldn't set up a tent. They had to make that standard. But they could when they were done. <laughs> Hopefully. They were prepared. If they made it the Grand Canyon. Oh my God. That class made me lose hope for not only our generation, but like a little bit of the generation that's getting into the outdoor scene. I'm just, it, it blew my mind, the things that they, first of all, had to teach us and the things they still didn't retain from what they taught us. Well, it's so easy now, because you can just get on the internet and find a place you think looks beautiful, and you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna go, and go, instead of actually, like, having to have people that already know or understand teach you and show you. True. You just buy whatever you want, and that's true. Instagram your way to whatever location you think is beautiful, and buy a cinchilla and you can head up any trail you want and leave your toilet paper next to your tent and go home (laughs) (laughs) and the tent leave the tent too if you can set it up (laughs) i think that was one of the funniest things when we were going through yosemite it was like we we went in and we camped down in one of the sites and like every other campsite around us it was like 
and you know this isn't some disparaging thing at all but there's a lot of these asian people who like just went to rei and dropped like four grand you know they got the brand new patagonia puffy they got they got like an experience they got like the 12 man rei tent for their family of four you know (laughs) brand new brand new boots but then they somehow they like skimped out on the trekking poles so they end up with these like 15 dollar trekking poles you're just like wait well hold on (laughs) what (laughs) what's going on here no the trekking poles came with the 12 person for free they just gave them they threw them in there with them (laughs) they were the leftover poles because they didn't know how to set up the tent right (laughs) it was just so funny you're just i'm sitting here going Dang, it was like a, it was a bitch and a half to try to get into this place. And then I look at all these people that have no clue what they're doing. I'm like, this is wrong. <laughs> this is this is wrong that I have to fight to get in here with you people. And like that might sound selfish, but it's like, golly. Let's just educate ourselves at least a degree. Don't you hate it when people get into the same stuff we're getting into? Yes, absolutely. Especially a lot of them when they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> Then we judge them. I oh, judge them if they don't take the time, you know. If, I, I, if they don't have respect for those within the hobby themselves, right? If well, they're just jumping in there and they're like, oh, I don't care. Like, I'm, I'm just going to be here with a tent. I'm not going to follow any noise ordinance or anything like that. They're just there to, like, Let their themselves. kids run around exactly. unsupervised and everything. Like, if they're there to learn, I will respect that. I will teach them. If they have questions, I will answer them. Oh, absolutely. Like a fat kid in the gym, you know? <laughs> Exactly. Like the fat kid in the gym. <laughs> I love it. No one judges. They're no. just there. No, they're there to better themselves. But if you're not there to better yourself, if you're there just because you saw some Instagram picture of a lake and you stole a tent from your dad. Hey, sometimes you do it for the Instagram. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think the, that's the other part of it, though. Like With the ease of being able to find all these locations, it's equally as easy to go and find what to do, how to do it, what not to do kind of things. And there's an endless amount of websites that you could use. Exactly. Like if you're ignorant, own the fact that you're ignorant and change it. And then, then, then I won't hate you. <laughs> you that, that's the perk you get. But I'm not trying to stand on any hide horse here. I've, I guess I'll step off of it as much as I can, but it does push my buttons when I'm just with, out there with people who aren't respecting the, the same passion that I have. Yeah, it's just sucky because it makes things harder for everyone in the future. Oh man, when I passed Roop on a trail that had a speaker, Woo! I hate them. I like don't even know how to respond. I'm just like, just keep walking run past them or grab their speaker and throw it off the cliff like those are my only two options yeah that's the hard part though is like but they don't think it's wrong what are you supposed to do really i mean nothing nothing. you nothing but at the same time there's also this like internal feeling like someone needs to say something but then i think so many people feel that way it's where nothing gets said and then it just continues you know I feel like in some groups, they don't care. The whole group's like, oh, cool, yeah, we're bringing music. The whole group's down with it. Yeah. They're hiking to have their experience and their the experience they want involves yep. music and speakers. And I guess that goes back to what we're talking about, of uh, just how almost selfish the coming generation is with, with I guess, just everything. They're more concerned about themselves and than the land and, and others. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's depressing. There have been multiple FHE groups who are like, we're going to go hike Crest Creek. I'm like, okay, I'll be a supporting member of this FHE group. I'm like, I'll go with them. If someone hurts, at least I'll be able to get them out of the situation. And so every single <laughs> time, they will be able to hike. Right? <laughs> if, if, and someone always pops out a speaker, like five minutes onto the trail. And I'll, I'll like speak my piece. I'll be like, hey, do you mind if we just listen to like nature like while we're out here? And usually they're like, okay. Every once in a while, they're like, what? Hey, it's fun. We're supposed to have fun out here. Like, calm down. No, it is fun if you're not a buffoon. <laughs> if you can't hear whatever music you have halfway down the trail from the summit. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's something to be said about quiet and kind of like what you're talking about with hiking. Like, it's not necessarily so much to even have like a 
internal experience or realization it's more just like disconnecting and like that's just so refreshing I, and that's yeah. probably one of the big poles as to why you you do it in general I mean there's still some days I listen to nine hours of podcasts while I walk but I the hard depends on the day <laughs> yeah exactly you usually get headphones in right yeah always see controlling your environment it can be, it can be happy it can they're be old school corded headphones so the batteries don't die oh nice yeah. wow. thinking outside the box well and I don't want to lose an <laughs> airpod in the middle of the sausage <laughs> range Oh, yeah, you don't want to risk that extra pack weight. No, too much. No, can't afford it. The, the case to charge them and that two ounces, kill me. That was the reason I, because I got, I'd gotten an Apple Watch. I, I followed the fad and I got one. Well, you were, you were doing sales. I was doing sales. So, and I mean, it makes sense. Some of the guys around me had them and I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't click in my head, but like after I got it, I was like, wait, this thing runs out of battery. So like at some point I could want to check the time but couldn't because my watch no longer has a battery. I That's do <laughs> I do wear mine though. When I backpack I wear it. Really? I like I don't know, it keeps really good track of stuff and it connects to all trails and nice. You can control your music from it and so like I don't know. Keeps track of my heart rate. I guess distances. I don't do the, the ultralight. Not mostly climbing. It, yeah, I don't know if it's an ultralight thing to carry, but I enjoy it. And I think it's Serves good purpose. for the general, I guess, fitness person, where you can keep track of your heart rate. And, and since it connects to all trails, I'm sure you can, just from your watch, do but it hates me. Whenever I finish a trip for the next week, it's like, you're behind your goals. <laughs> or like, your average is a lot farther ahead than this for the day. And I'm like, well, no, duh, I hiked 32 miles that day. I ate a bowl of cereal. Like, leave me alone. My favorite notification was like, "Time to move. Like, get up. Like, I'm sleeping. I'm in bed. I'm trying to go to bed. I was like, no, get up. Get up. Move. <laughs> Come on, you fat piece of crap. My watch has Do been something. doing that. I don't. I think it was an update. I don't know. It's been alerting me when my heart rate drops below 40. So I was sitting there in bed the other day, and my watch just flips off it's like three in the morning and it starts vibrating and freaking out and it's like your heart rate's below 40 i'm like well no duh <laughs> trying to sleep over here below 40 is pretty low heart rate <laughs> it didn't like it wow happens every night now so i turn the alarm on you're dying apparently health just trying to save your life yeah smart watches it's a pretty smart watch too smart my the last draw for me was I was trying to we were bouldering in um, Beaver, Oof. and I had my watch on. I I hadn't taken off, but every time I'd go for a hold, if I reached my wrist too far back, it would press against that like emergency oh, button. Yeah, and if you hold it down, it starts like calling the police. <laughs> <laughs> and so like I'd be like reaching for holds or like you're stuck in a weird angle, and then I'd press that button and like start blaring and like calling nine one one. I'm like stop. Okay, that actually, that reminds me of an Apple Watch commercial I heard the other day. Um, they're like, Apple Watch, newest series, whatever, you can make calls from your watch. And their example was like some idiot who was like paddleboarding off of like Puget Sound or whatever out in like Washington. He's like, yeah, I got carried out to sea. I need help. I'm like, you just, I think I it, you that. enabling bastards. You're telling people that, oh, it doesn't matter if you go and do dumb stuff. As long as you got your Apple Watch, you'll be okay. Dude, but the call function's so nice. When I go sailing, I'll put it in my, my little dry bag, mm -hmm. and then I can just, because the watch is waterproof, like I can still get calls and texts and just chilling out in my little boat. At least you know what you're doing, not getting washed out to to get I, have to get rescued. I don't know, I always got stuck <laughs> once, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm a terrible sailor. Like Coast Guard has to go out and get this idiot. Never, oh, it's okay. You Apple can, Watch sailor. As long as you have your Apple Watch, it's fine. Nothing will ever happen to you if you have an Apple Watch. But apparently not. This this episode is fall detect, to you but by. I can tell you I've fallen off multiple boulder problems and it's never once alerted anyone, so <laughs> They probably know your age, and they're like, uh, yeah. 26-year-old male fell. He's fine. I'm just going to ignore that. Get the one guy checking all the falls for an apple, and he's like, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. Oh, you might be dead. Okay, you're fine. Well, one of my jobs used to be 
working for like the life alert oh no <laughs> so the, that 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 technology for falls actually works really great <laughs> so i'm kind of surprised that the apple watches doesn't work i mean it might maybe it knows the difference between a boulder falling and an old woman with a hip i don't know i'll tell you what listening to those people <laughs> bless their hearts but damn old people are mean especially if they don't have a hip anymore yeah well, or if they fell i feel like that's a no. perfectly good explanation the mean ones are the ones where they didn't fall you're like hey are you okay you doing all right they're like ah piece of crap why are you talking to me i didn't want you if you call me again i'm calling the police I'd be pissed off if my necklace started talking to me too in the middle of the day. The necklace my niece bought me because she doesn't want to take care of me anymore. Yeah, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah. Just, just take it off. <laughs> don't wear it. If you don't want it, don't wear it. Do they send alarms if they don't move for too long? No. <laughs> like, this necklace hasn't moved for two days. She might be dead. It's so funny because we call like their kids the sometimes. They'd be like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. This idiot isn't wearing it again. He doesn't even know. Why? <laughs> they get so pissed. Oh, gosh. I can't wait to get old. Piss off my kids, not wear my life alert, Apple Watch. Hike Patty going you. Mess with solo hikers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I plan on doing. Mess with people like Aaron. Does life alert work in the mountains? Yeah, self-service, it'll work. She tested See if it's better than InReach. <laughs> See who, who gets there faster. The life alert button or your Garmin InReach. Okay, that actually reminds me of one. So this lady, like, presses her button or whatever. I get the call. She's like, yeah, I'm like out in the middle of nowhere. I just fell off my horse. Can you send someone out to me? I'm like, I have no idea where you are. Like, I'm, like, trying to, like, find, like, Google coordinates and stuff like that. And I, like, try calling the, their local police. I'm, like, okay, I know this one's a long shot. But I got coordinates. And they're, like, this is in the middle of nowhere. What do you want us to do? I'm, like, I, I don't know. She fell off a horse. Good luck. I hope you find her. But that that's all I got, man. And I'm like getting back to Leah. I'm like, honestly, I think they're coming. They're not really sure. I tried. Good luck. She was alone. <laughs> yeah. Oh, seventy. She 70, had Paul. Uh, yeah, she had me, and apparently, I'm not. That's the hard part. Is you don't know if these people live or die. You probably saved her life. Probably not. She she probably died. <laughs> But, you know. That, that's, that's somebody's fault. They left, they're like grandma who already has to wear a life alert and go off into the woods alone. Right? On a horse. On a horse. But, but lesson learned. Can't uh, can't make an omelet without yeah, breaking some eggs. Somebody definitely learned a lesson after that. <laughs> <laughs> don't let grandma ride horses. Well, actually, don't really need that lesson anymore because the problem no longer exists. <laughs> Today's episode will be entitled... Don't like grandma ride horses. <laughs> no, it should be let's hike Patagonia. Let's hike Patagonia. I'm down. Thirty years. Oh, Give me a call. Is it snowy there right now? It's on the other side of the world. It should be somewhere, isn't it? But it's like I don't know. I don't know how Southern the horse works. I don't know. I know Australia is supposed to be like opposite from us. I know nothing about Australia. Like, that's what I always heard in, like, grade school. They're like, yeah, it's summer in Australia right now. I'm like, yeah, exactly. Holy yeah. shit, really? So is it summer in Patagonia? Like, is it is it prime time? Should we just pack up and go? Let's go now. Um, I cannot okay. afford to go to Patagonia right now. I'll it spot you. Hangs. You will? I can't spot two of you. <laughs> Rochambeau. <laughs> oh, man. So, what, Aaron, if you had your, your druthers... What would your trail name be? I don't think you can pick your own trail name. Mm. I'm against that. I don't like that. That seems weird. Can we give you a trail name? No. Why not? Find me on a trail. You can give me whatever name you want. So if we catch up to you, we can name you something. Yeah. 
This seems dangerous. <laughs> Aaron's like, all right, I've seen some of the nicknames that like, fly around mm. this gym. I'm not quite sure if I want to <laughs> enter that realm. Just don't geotag anything. <laughs> we'll never find you. Just make sure I post everything like two weeks after I finish. This will turn into some kind of lost documentary, like Finding Aaron. <laughs> My Instagram will finally take off. <laughs> Just go, go to like the DI or buy a piece of crap handheld camera. <laughs> Just like the Blair Witch Project. Just some kids around in the woods with this camcorder. <laughs> I'm telling you, we need to make like a short film. Finding Aaron. Finding Aaron. It'll end with us naming you. Hunter I'd watch Aaron. it. You'd watch it? <laughs> it's about you. You're in <laughs> How we found you. Lived it and watched it. Gotta see like what the editors do. I almost forgot. We need to talk about your other Instagram account. Oh, my other Instagram. <laughs> the one that's like six followers. If I had Instagram, I would follow it. You should get it. Well, you do have Instagram. I send, I send things to you regularly. When you open it up again one day, you can have like you'll a have a treat. Paul. Maybe I should just download it today just so I can follow your account. Dude, you want to see my ass? Follow it. Okay. Okay, well, now that we've almost spoiled it, <laughs> what's the name of the account? I did spoil it, dang it. Full Moon Mountains. That's the account name. Do you want to see Aaron in the buff? Follow it. Raise your hand. Like, comment. Click that subscribe button. Send him a message. I do take, I've women. had a few people send me posts, so we, we will be adding other people's butts soon. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. Bucket list. Yep. Yes. I'm just a little too lazy. We'll get on that soon. We, we got it tonight. Sam and I got to send you a, 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 a co-submission. It can't just be like you in your bedroom, though. No, no, no. no, no. It'll be on a mountain. <laughs> just want to clarify it, here. It will be a moon on a mountain. Good. Dude, with uh, purple jug stickers on, on the buns. <laughs> So, can we get that like, <laughs> tattooed on one of your cheeks? We have talked about the jug's tattoos. On the cheeks? I'm the left jug. And I'm the right jug. What about jugs or cheeks now? Well, of the tiny purple jugs, there are two <laughs> jugs. And a left and a right. I'm just saying, I want you to tattoo it on your butt. So, when I put you on my page, we've got the right and the left just right next to each other. What? I'd have to be okay. Okay, so if, if you get if I get the right jug on my right butt cheek, and you get the left jug on your left butt and cheek, you stand then, next and then to I each stand other. on the left and you stand on the right, then the jugs will be next to each other. Except my jug will not be the left jug. Then you so have to right get the left jug, jug on oh, my no. right cheek, and you have to get your right jug on your left cheek. Okay, I'm more comfortable with getting my right butt cheek tattooed though. It's his better side. Yeah, it is my better butt cheek. This is more complicated than I thought it'd be. Tattoos are not something to take lightly. World. Yeah, think about that. <laughs> Called out. All you people tattooing. All you, all you people with your shitty tattoos. Your flowers and stingrays on your wrist. Stop. About mountains. Mountains aren't as bad. Wrist tattoos are bad, though. What if they're wrist mountain tattoos? If it's just that, like, little zigzag... Yeah, then it's very nice. cliche. You should probably get it removed. You should get it tattooed over into just a full sleeve. At least you'll look badass then. That's true. This used to be a crying little stingray tattoo. Now it's a full ocean up on my shoulder. <laughs> because just full Aquaman that crap. <laughs> Every sea creature I could find. Every single sea creature. Oh my goodness. This whole bicep, it's a blue whale. That'd be dope. Oh my You could do like safari animals on your other arm and like jungle creatures on your leg. Just have a different biome every limb. Yeah. Okay. Um, my wife's relative gets tattoos because apparently it's like therapeutic for them. They have like getting shit down multiple times. Dude, I don't get it. It doesn't okay. make any okay. sense to me. But they've got, like, every single Marvel and DC character oh. tattooed over their full body. I need to see a picture of this. I don't have one. I need you to get Please, one. right now. I don't know how to. What's their name? Tell them about Aaron's page, his Instagram page. Take him to the top of a mountain. 
he's physically incapable of getting on top of a mountain. But mooning someone, he could probably do that. So I don't think he has any on his butt. None, no. But it's mostly chest, legs, and arms. Hmm. He's like, yeah, I got villains on this arm, and I got good guys Dude, on this arm. They're separated. That's so cool. I don't know if it's cool per se. I but don't know. Uh, if you punch someone, you could choose whether you want to like villain or hero punch them. Yeah. And for the next whatever Avengers movie comes out, they just pull the shirt out. And That's true. Next poster right there. You'd be like five dollars and take a picture. Oh yeah. Sure. I don't know. Find us a picture. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna see him again. <laughs> we still need a picture. I'll try, but we will see. We have to make our, our tiny purple jugs Instagram page. Yeah, you do. That way I can follow you with both accounts. Yeah, we can start Dude, taking pictures. That's a guaranteed two subscribers. Yeah, you yeah. have to follow me back there. If you're listening to this podcast and you think we should make a Tiny Purple Jugs Instagram page that Paul will be in charge of. Sam will be in charge of because he didn't have a personal one. I do have one, but I haven't posted since I think like 2016. <laughs> Holy crap. That's a long time. Yeah, it's, it's pretty old. You have like a current profile pic though. I think I don't even it, know what profile picture I have. It's you definitely taking a mirror selfie. Oh. I did download it. Like, <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I don't even know. I did re-download it a couple months ago just to change my name from Ryan Samuel to Samuel Rock Jim. And then I deleted it again. I had like 300 messages. Yeah, um, at least 50 of those were posted. You should have an episode where we just pull up your Instagram Open page Instagram? and we'll just start reading all your messages just go dude, all the bots 2016 messages <laughs> Sam I really think you're really sweet and great and I would just love to get to know you better all the missed opportunities yeah <laughs> I, that's never happened to me I don't know if it's happened to you guys it's but I think it'd be great if it happens to Sam <laughs> I'm gonna start making fake accounts <laughs> <laughs> so, ooh what's up all these steamy <laughs> messages straight for Sam are you feeling lonely? <laughs> uh, single Asian Christians in your area. <laughs> what? Have you ever seen those ads? Yeah, I mean... You type in something like random, you click on a random website, like, Christian singles in your area, or like, Asian women in your area. I don't think I've seen one in a while. What kind of, what kind of websites are you on? Is, is this important for the ads that show up? Single moms in your area. I guess that's what happens when you type in hot single moms in your area. I just get ads for it. Uh, you just need a, a sugar mom. That's that's what you need. You and me both. You need a pedagogy oh, mom. Yeah, that's true. But in a way, that is a sugar mom. Dude, she doesn't even have to go with me. She just has to fund it. Wouldn't that be an azúcar mom? Because like Spanish sugar. I, I do look, I don't speak it. I don't either. Yeah. Stamp of approval, Asuka. Asuka mom. mom. Yeah. Don't read into that. <laughs> <laughs> Us all being guys, I think we all just went through the same just like mental exercise of like slowing down the words and just going, yeah, oh, nope, that's. No. <laughs> I'm just glad no one said it. It <laughs> uh, doesn't need to be said. You can slow it down for yourselves. All the listeners out there. It's actually Everyone a function of the Spotify. You can slow down the podcast. Can you? And speed it up. Dude. I only listen at like 1.5 speed. Otherwise it's boring. I know, we do take a lot of odd pauses. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> I guess you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. <laughs> uh, well, how do you make an hour-long podcast? Pauses. Pauses. Do I say pauses? I'm no, sorry. Uh, I don't know. What? Pauses. Pauses. I think that's it. <laughs> well, takes out. Oh shoot, <laughs> completely forgot about the outtake. Talk about something. Talk about something? Um, what's another sponsor that we could involuntarily bring into our show? Do you hear the guitar riffing outside?
That's it! No more! Aaron Schwarzy. She Warzy. Follow him on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Aaron from Idaho or Full Moon Mountains. Full Moon Mountains. Full Moon Mountains. Please send your submissions. Submit to this account. You'll yeah. see ours on there. Eventually. Tattoos or not. Maybe just a sticker. I think we're going to start with a sticker. We'll do another one with the tattoos. Maybe one day. I want my sticker. Oh, I don't have it with me. <laughs> I promised him that he could get a sticker if he can. Today? Yeah. Oh, crap. Well, stickers to, to be had eventually. Find out next week if he gets a sticker. <laughs> if, it, if we even do one next week. <laughs> I think we're done. <laughs>